This is Parked Up Plus, the place of pace for motor racing news thanks to Race Fuels. From supercars to club racing, Race Fuels keeps Australian motorsport moving, supplying premium products when and where racers need it. And fueling the latest news and views is Parked Up Plus. Coming up, Mark Winterbottom rules out retirement. Fabian Coulthard prepares for life after racing. Neil Crompton reviews the Indy 500, plus an extra Aussie in Formula One and DJR's Big Day Out. All this and more straight ahead on Parked Up Plus with Mark Fogarty. Hi there, race fans. Supercar's Grey Army is ready to fight on. The three eldest drivers in the field, James Courtney, Mark Winterbottom and Will Davison, are looking to continue next year. Courtney will be 42 late next month. Winterbottom has just turned 41 and Davison will be 40 at the end of August. 2010 Supercars champion Courtney has at least another year to run on his deal with Tickford Racing, but Frosty and Davo are in the final season of their current agreements. Davison is matching rising star DJR teammate Anton Di Pasquale making a strong claim to keep his seat in 2023, while Courtney has also been competitive. Winterbottom is inconsistent at Team 18, but to be fair, so is his teammate Scott Pye. And overall, Charlie Schwerkholt's squad is erratic. As a Supercars champion and Bathurst 1000 winner, Frosty could quit gracefully. However, as he tells Parked Up Plus, he has no thoughts of retirement. No, I, I plan to continue um, into the next couple of years, but I think obviously the, the Gen 3 cars really appealing because uh, I think obviously um, the equipment hopefully is a lot closer than what we see in, in the current day. And, um, and yeah, obviously I'm pretty committed to move forward and race and try and get back up the front because it's been a tough couple of years. But, um, but yeah, I think with Gen 3 and some experience is going to pay off a lot in that next chapter whenever there's new cars and stuff like that. I think uh, experience pays off and I've still got plenty to offer so, and I still love it. So, um, yeah, I plan to as long as someone signs me. That's the, that's the key. So the plan is active discussions with Charlie Schwerkolt to renew for well multi years presumably. Yeah, oh, I, you know, I think that's um, hopefully what he wants, and you know I've, I've enjoyed racing for him. It's been tough, you know. When I started with Charlie, he was literally twenty third. He was the last garage on the grid, and literally couldn't get any further back. So um, you know, it's been a journey. We've we've made progress, and then had a little hurdle, I guess, where it's been tough coming out of COVID and trying to keep people and recruit and all that side. But, but you know, I, he wants to win. I want to win and I'm just got to work out how we do it. But I think, uh, you know, I really love racing for him. He's taught me a lot as a person and uh, uh, I, I would love to win again and I'd love to win with, with him. I don't quit. So, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd like to go again with him. Still, the question remains, given his standing in the sport, why keep risking his reputation? Well, I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I love the challenge. I still work my backside off outside of the, the car and um, it's definitely not lost motivation at all. You know, I reckon 
they give most of these young blokes a run in any gym or fitness challenge out there. So I'm committed that side. I'm uh, in there trying to help recruit, get Charlie's team to the front. It's a, it's a massive challenge to try and get a team to the front, but I, I love challenges and um, that's why I changed. You know, when I was at, in the Tickford, I kind of feel like I was a guy who rocked up and everything was done, but took out that next chapter of your, of your career where you try and um, help rebuild and, you know, with a, with a boss and a friend in Charlie and try and get that, that team to the front. So it's a, it's a challenge and we haven't done it. So I don't walk away from something that's too hard. You just got to work harder and make it, you know, make it happen. So, um, you know, I'm motivated and you ride the pain. Like hopefully it's, it's, the pain goes away and you keep getting better and better and move up the grid. And that's, that's the goal. But, um, you know, I love a challenge. I love a fight and that's pretty well been my whole life. That's how I've been brought up. You never had anything given to you. You work your, your ass off to get what you need. And, um, it's taken a bit longer at Charlie's than what it should, but, but, you know, I don't give up. So, um, my motivation never goes away and, and yeah, I'm hungry. I just want to, even now, you know, we finished Winton and, it wasn't the best weekend in in some ways. We had two top tens, which should be seen as an average weekend, not a great weekend. And um, now looking forward to Darwin. It's three weeks and you wait and you, you just look forward to the next race. And the day that you stop looking forward to it, well, then you're done. But I'm actually really pumped to get back in the car and try and feel like every round, the next round's the one that could turn us the next round, the next round. So, um, yeah, don't give up. Keep fighting and... You know, some people will say it'll never happen, but when you do make it happen or you can make it happen, it's even more rewarding, I guess. But um, yeah, don't quit, don't give up. Team owner Charlie Schwerkel confirmed that he wants to keep Frosty alongside Pi, who's already re-signed. He's a legend for the team and he's great. We actually haven't started even talking yet, so um, not a lot to report there. He's um, a little bit of a tough start to the year. Normally last year I think he would have P3 and 4 and right up to halfway through the year and uh, this year a little bit tough to start with, but um, look, he he's an incredible guy. He's been great for my team to bring... bring uh, potential sponsors on and also uh, some of the staff in the early days when I went from a single car to two cars so he's been a great asset and uh, and uh, he's a, uh, a a good guy to have a team 18 so we haven't had that discussion yet we, we probably got to soon see where we go and what we do and uh, we, we I'm not sure if he wants to retire or not but I, I think he wants to keep going at this stage so we'll see what we can do and do you want to keep him? I like Frosty, yeah. He's, he's, he's certainly on my radar to keep, yes. Schwerkolt is optimistic that Gen 3 will be Team 18's big chance to reset and make real progress. Yeah, look, it's, it's a tough game, as we all know, and it's frustrating. Um, I'm there to race for, for my sponsors and fans, and, and we've got a great group um, all here now. Um, We've got to finish this year off first and, and getting a new team manager on board, Bruin Beasley. That's a, a, a good get, I think, and uh, to bring leadership and, and communication and, and keep it all together and, and build with that. So, so that's important. And then flowing into Gen 3, I think it resets, as you said, refreshes and resets a few things. And I'm hoping um, we get a bit of a leg up. Everyone starts afresh and, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll have two brand new 888 cars. That's the go. And... Uh, and, uh, 
you know, they've had 15, 20 years with these Gen 3 cars of developing and make them better and better and better. And, and uh, being a customer, you know, it takes a while to, to get up with the latest thing. Oh, they've changed this, they've changed that. OK, we'll, we'll keep up with it. But I think it'll be a, uh, a good start for us and even things out. Another senior citizen in the equation is Fabian Colthard, turning 40 at the end of July and eyeing a comeback to supercars full-time next year. Colthard made his TV commentary debut on Stan Sports' coverage of the Speed Series at Sydney Motorsport Park. Fabs did double duty with his return to the TCR Australia Series in the Stan Sport Honda Civic. But while he had a shocker of a weekend on the track, as a broadcast rookie, he quickly found his feet. The former DJR star reviewed his form on the other side of the microphone with Parked Up presenter Grant Rowley. Fabian Coulthard, you tried your hand at commentary this weekend for Stan Sport. What did you think? Yeah, it's been interesting. It's um, you know obviously a great opportunity and that I've taken with both hands and um, I've had a lot of fun doing it. So who knows, there may be more opportunities in the future. Would you like to do it again? I wouldn't say no. It's certainly, uh, there's a lot of downtime in between races here at TCR and it certainly fills in that time. So yeah, I've enjoyed it. It seems Fabs has a big future in the country box, but as he told Rowley, he wants to continue in TCR, which is still to be confirmed. What's the deal from here? Well, do we expect to see you at the next round at Queensland Raceway? I'd love to be there. Um, you know, I feel like we've put in so much work and effort now to get to this point. Um, it'd be a shame to go against that and uh, and not be on those you know the future events. So, um, if there's a deal to be done, I'd like to drive it. Um, see what happens. Coulthard, of course, has been signed by WAU as a co-driver for the Bathurst 1000. Now, it was a big weekend at Sydney Motorsport Park with TCR, S5000 and Trans Am under lights on Saturday, as well as daytime action on Sunday. And overseas, two of motor racing's blue ribbon events, the Monaco Grand Prix and Indianapolis 500, kept committed fans awake all night. Monaco was a bit of a mess, while the Indy 500 featured a dramatic finish. Swedish ex-Formula One driver Marcus Ericsson triumphed at Indy after dominant Chip Ganassi racing teammate Scott Dixon made a race-losing mistake. Watching the drama unfold trackside was the voice of supercars, Neil Crompton, who's on the line from Indianapolis. Neil, history for Ericsson, Heartbreak for Dixon and also Scott McLaughlin and Will Power. What a day. I can't believe Scott Dixon's run. Um, I thought from about 50 out, I, I was standing next to Gilles de Ferran, who's been a, a, a race winner here. And um, the chat was that, you know, Dixie had this thing up this time around and uh, he, he just had tremendous pace. But... Uh, yeah, can you believe it? So he's locked up on the pit lane arrival and, you know, he'll go home tonight ruining one that got away because, as you know, it's not often that you come to any of these big events and you've got a race car that's that strong. So real frustration. Frustration also for Scotty and, you know, felt for him. So he got to lap 150, so three quarters of the way through the race and a gust of wind. And I think he also just got down uh, on the... It's not really a curb here, but it's that extra apron and the thing jumped on him and uh, he whacked the wall very, very hard. And they, I, I went and had a look at the
with the car. I went up to the medical centre just to make sure he was okay. And I went and had a look at the car and, uh, yeah, it's a hell of a mess. So um, that that was no good. But, um, yeah, and an unbelievable day for, for Marcus Ericsson. How's that? You know, just... Uh, and he's, he was super strong in that, that last stint. Um, prior to the red flag, he was very strong and looking like he was going to win it. And then, obviously, he had enough up his sleeve in those last couple of laps, despite um, everybody throwing everything at it they could. And I... And I I spoke to Tony Canaan, who's my old friend, uh, you know, because Tony was desperate for the one-off drive to try and to try and get there, but he just he didn't have enough. But those Ganassi cars were very quick here, very quick. And Will Powell, he he just he was never in it, was he? No, he had a shocker. I spoke to Will, and uh, he said it was just it was the car was horrible at the beginning, and it was only in the last couple of. Um, uh, fuel loads that they, they they made it right, but he really struggled right from the beginning. Uh, just never had the balance. So the fastest of the Penske cars was actually Scott by a mile. And in fact, in the first stint and the second stint, Scott and Elio passed more cars than any other drivers in the field. And, and in, in that order, it was Scott that did more passing. So he he genuinely had a top ten car. It was always going to be a really long shot to try and get there from 26 because you just give away the grid spacing here means that when you face the green flag at the start, you just give away these massive margins. And it's even the same on the restarts. You know, it's just sheer velocity of the cars. You don't have to be very far back to find the deficit hard to make up. But um, but he definitely had a top 10 car. And, um, yeah, so he, he was the pick of the gang. But they... The Penske cars weren't weren't really quick by comparison to the those five Ganassi cars were were all pretty fast. Compo will also be at next weekend's Detroit IndyCar Grand Prix before heading back to call the Darwin Triple Crown in a few weeks. More after this short break. Racing cars need racing fuel, and Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend, and it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. You're listening to Parked Up Plus. Welcome back. It was Dick Johnson Racing's big day out. On Monday, three generations of Johnsons drove Shell V-Power Mustangs at Queensland Raceway. Dick, his son Steve, and grandson Jet. Jet Johnson was fresh from the latest outing of his rookie Trans Am season at SMP. DJR is billing him as a future supercar star. So, obviously, there's a long-term plan in the works. As well as Dick, Steve and Jet... DJR co-owner Ryan Storey had a steer at QR, while the team trialled Kiwi Super 3 rising star Kai Allen and Formula Ford champion Tom Sargent. There'll be another Australian on the Formula One grid soon. No, not Alpine Reserve Oscar Piastri, unless he's needed to fill in there or at McLaren. It's former supercars driver Carl Reindler, and he'll be at the back of the grid in the Formula One medical car. Reindler stood in for regular pilot Bruno Corriar at the Australian Grand Prix and is being recalled for next month's Azerbaijan GP at Baku. 
He's also scheduled to drive the medical car at the British Grand Prix at Silverstone in early July, plus other Formula One races later in the season. The FIA has picked Reindler as the relief medical car driver because Corriar has clashing duties behind the wheel of the safety car at Formula E events. Reindler, of course, is most famous for surviving that supercar start line inferno at Wanneroo back in 2011, but he's been heavily involved behind the scenes with Motorsport Australia in recent years. And now, with his wrap-up of a huge weekend in racing, here's Grant Rowley. The Monaco Grand Prix appeared as though it would fall into farce even before the lights went out. But after heavy rainfall came to pass, the race got underway and it was Sergio Perez and his Red Bull team that put on a masterclass in Formula One's most famous race. Starting from third, Perez and Red Bull executed the perfect strategy to leapfrog him ahead of both Ferraris to claim his first win in Monaco and elevate him right into title contention after seven rounds. Ecstasy for Perez, disappointment for Ferrari, who saw a 1-2 finish evaporate into a second for Carlos Sainz and fourth for local driver Charles Leclerc, who led the opening stages of the race from pole. Max Verstappen finished third and continues to lead the F1 points race. As you heard from Neil Crompton earlier, Marcus Ericsson won the Indianapolis 500. While also in the States, Denny Hamlin collected his 48th career NASCAR Cup Series victory, winning the famous Coca-Cola 600 at Charlotte. In MotoGP, Ducati's Francesco Bagnay took top honours at Mugello, while Australians Jack Miller and Remy Gardner finished 15th and 19th respectively. On home soil, the latest round of the Speed Series put on some entertaining and controversial racing. Hyundai was the car to have in Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia, with Josh Buchan and Nathan Morecambe taking a race win apiece. Audi young gun Jay Hansen won the reverse top 10 race two. S5000 saw TCR star Aaron Cameron upstage the open wheel regulars, taking the feature race win. Joey Mawson won Saturday evening's race under lights, while Cooper Webster took the win in the reverse grid at race two. Trans Am was full of great racing and wild moments, with a disastrous mechanical problem dropping points leader Nathan Hearn to the back of the field. It opened the way for Owen Kelly to scoop through for the round win and title lead. John Bow was too good in Gulf Western Oil Touring Car Masters as the two-time Bathurst 1000 winner aims to collect his seventh TCM crown. While Bow was the hero, Cameron Tilly in his pacer was the star, taking his popular Valiant to its first win in the class. And in Porsche Michelin Sprint Challenge, Ryan Wood claimed the round honours with two wins, including a last lap pass in a thrilling encounter. Tom Sargent also took a race win, setting the scene for a fascinating battle between the young pair this year. Young female star Courtney Prince finished third in all three races. That's the racing news from home and abroad. I'm Grant Rowley reporting for Parked Up Plus. Finally, Toyota is in talks to race the TCR Corolla in Australia. The TCR Corolla has been developed by Toyota Gazoo Racing in Argentina and will be available worldwide. Toyota Australia's longtime race and rally partner, Neil Bates Motorsport, is in discussions to run the Corolla in the TCR Australia series. Australian rally champion Harry Bates let the cat out of the bag during Stan Sport's coverage of the Speed Series at Sydney Motorsport Park. 
Uh, it's really exciting, obviously, the Toyota have a TCR car happening, and um, I hope that we can see it in Australia one day. We're certainly in talks about getting one here in, into Australia, so, um, yeah, wait and see. Watch this space, but absolutely love the category, and I'd love to have a steer in it one day. Adding a factory-supported Corolla to the field would be a big boost for TCR in Australia. Well, that's it for now. Back this time next week with the latest news and views on what's happening in motorsport. In the meantime, tune in to Parked Up with Grant Rowley and yet another special guest on Thursday for more discussion and debate on local and international racing. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to another Network R production. 